0: Hi and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie, and we're your hosts. This week we watched Twelve Years a Slave, directed by Steve McQueen and released in 2013. In Twelve Years a Slave, British director Steve McQueen adapts the memoir of Solomon Northup, a middle-class free man from New York, kidnapped and sold into slavery in the American South in 1841. So, this one, we went. Along, we didn't. We weren't planning to go and see it, and we went along because there was a screening, but this is going to be a big Oscar one this year. So we thought we would talk about it.
1: Yeah. I sort of also, before the film, before we went to see it, I sort of fell in love with Lupita Nyong'o, who uh, plays Patsy in the movie, based on all of her appearances lately and all the things she said and stuff. So I was kind of wanting to see her as well.
0: Yeah, we're also, um, also uh, of Four fans going back yeah. a little while. Yeah, mm. he was in Serenity,
1: mm-hmm. and then I re- recently realized Kinky Boots as well, which I think is the first thing I saw him in, and I really like that
0: movie. Oh, cool! Yeah, I and I quite like um Fassy as well, although it's not politically correct to do so, but I do. Um, yeah. So, what did you think? Because I I think I have an idea what you think, but I need now I want to hear it. Okay, I didn't
1: enjoy this movie, mm. but I thought it was a good movie. Mm. Um, I feel like. I'm coming – I know I'm coming from a really privileged point of view, so I feel really, really reluctant to sort of criticize it in a lot of ways. Right. Um, and its handling of, like, themes about um, institutionalized racism and that sort of thing are really, really interesting and really good. It's shot really beautifully, has great performances and great music. I didn't feel like there was much of a story. Okay. Yeah, And so, like, I, I was trying to figure out exactly what it was about it that kind of got me. And it was just, it's these episodes, like, these moments and scenes and stuff. And they don't, yeah. you have no idea that it's 12 years that's gone by. There's yep. no sense of time passing. There's no sense of, which, like, you know, in an epic movie like this one, you should really have that sense that time is passing and that, you mm-hmm. know, these things are happening. And, and I just, and like, and I have another, I have a problem with movies that are too depressing where I kind of shut down. Yep. Um, I did the same thing with, of all things, Dark Knight Rises. So uh, is that Dark Knight Rises? Is that the one the with... The third one. No, no, Dark Knight. The dark oh, the Knight. second one. Yep. Yeah. Which is where by the end of the movie, I was just like, yeah, go ahead, kill the whole boat full of people. I don't care because I just completely had shut down. And so, yeah, I was, I had that kind of, I had to keep intellectually reminding myself about like how important it was and mm-hmm. that all these things had happened to people and stuff because I was just shutting down. Like right. I didn't really feel a lot of the stuff that was happening. Okay. I didn't it didn't make me want to feel a lot of the stuff that was happening and i think that's also because there was no like ebb and flow sort of thing okay. like mm. there's no real high points there's no sense of hope like the one guy that there's there's a part where he reveals his secret to this guy right and from the moment that we met this guy i was like that's a stupid idea You know, like, and I know it really happened, but there are filmmaking tricks and techniques to make you believe it too. Right. And they didn't use those. They just sort of went, everybody knows this is not going to work. Mm. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's my... Right. I think that's
1: basically all of my problems with it. We can talk about all the good stuff, but...
0: Well, yeah, because I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So I saw all the things you saw, which is the fabulous acting and the beautiful direction and... The really clever um, addressing of themes about uh, structures of oppression and things like that, but for whatever reason, I really liked it. Now I understand where you're coming from with the story thing. Mm. It's it's so a, like yeah. personally,
1: I really like movies with stories, and you know mm. that. Like, I like to have a yep. story that carries it through. I don't really like this kind of structure of movies where they are episodic and they're not um, mm. connected by that kind of theme. I mean, the, the story is very like. Yep. So, he gets into slavery, then he gets free, and mm. that's basically.
0: Basically, yeah, yeah. and and I I completely get that because I sort of felt that too in that I had looked at my watch a few times. I was always compelled by being in this world though Mm. and so I was happy to hang out with these guys. And I think what you said about time passing, I didn't think of this until I actually read some other criticism of it and I believe that was a deliberate strategy because Solomon wouldn't know how much time had passed. All he's got to mark time is the passage of Sundays. Like his life is – his situation as a slave is so uh, locked down that he, he doesn't know. He doesn't know how long it's been. It's just been forever. But that's the thing is that it didn't seem like it had been forever. Yeah. It's
1: sort of by the time, like, the, the only reason that I sort of had, a tra- like, an idea of what a, where we were up to was, I think, the, the scene where he sings. Yep. Right? I thought, because that's kind of a high point, right? Mm-hmm. Like a, a moment of him kind of breaking through and his spirit kind of breaking through. And I was like, oh, maybe we're coming towards the end. Cause, yeah. You know, and then I was like, we haven't seen Brad Pitt yet. So it can't be the, near the end yet. And that was the only sort of clue that I had. I forgot we were to, going to see Brad Pitt. But yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, that was the only sort of clue I had as to as, as to where we were in the movie. And I, that kind well, of like, mm-hmm. I understand that deliberate choice thing, but yeah. like, because it, it didn't seem like it had been forever. Yeah. Um, like the, the aging makeup was super subtle, so it wasn't yeah. really easy to pick up on like a bit more of that kind of thing might've made me feel more yep. like I knew where we were going with it and stuff yep. like that. Like fair it enough. just, it just didn't have anything to sort of link everything together for me. Yeah, And enough. that frustrated me yeah. and while I was, the- and afterwards as well, cause I was mulling it over in my head thinking and thinking like, what is it that's bothering me?
0: And of course, it is. It's based on someone's real story, mm. and so he's when he wrote it, he's just written what happened to him, and so and that's what happens. And I think probably at this point we need to move on to the bits of the movie that the reasons it's more important than just analysing it as a film. Yeah,
1: and that's the thing is yeah. like I I'm trying to balance the idea about re- reviewing it as a movie because that's what we do, right? But also it has a lot of social importance. But just on that mm. last note, just really quickly, yeah. yeah. Um, the job of filmmakers is to adapt that sort of story right yeah for the for the cinema right so it's their job to try and make that and i I don't think i'm alone in sort of having some problems although i do think it's an amazing and really important movie mm. i also don't think that it's above criticism for being an amazing and important movie Fair and enough. therefore i'm laying out the little sort of yeah niggling issues that got to me yeah um and, yeah, from now on I would like to also talk about all the really great things in the right. movie and the importance of it and stuff. Yeah, so
0: some some of the stuff that's really important about it is that it's a story, uh, the the most common thing all of the actors involved in this said, I'd never heard of this. And even the director in his Golden Globe speech said something like, I hadn't heard of this book and my wife found it. Mm. I, it's, it's a story that's not often told. It's the story of um, – it, it's a story about people of colour told by – a black director and a black writer yeah. and you know it, it, the perspective is shifted it's not white people telling the story of slavery it's not typical hollywood in that sense so in that sense it's very important and to me what was really important and really obvious was the um institutionalized and structural systems of oppression yeah because you can see not just the structuralized racism and this uh hideous and unfair and inhumane system but you see structures of um like of uh, gender politics as well you can see how the yeah you know, the men outrank the women and all the all the other structures of oppression and how they work together yeah so i to me that was the most important been and it was very clever but then at the end of it i realized that i'd pick that up because i do a lot of reading in that space and i know about yeah. that kind of stuff and if you were just a casual viewer you might not notice that and- I noticed this because there was a man behind us talking to his friends, mansplaining the whole thing, and complaining that Solomon hadn't seen fit to release the o- free the other slaves. I, know. Or- I was,
1: <sighs> that was. I mean, but that's just sort of a blindness. I think that right. they like the movie has no obligation to teach you. to teach yep. him about. I mean, if he didn't pick it up from that movie, which was clearly institutionalized and clearly, I mean, obviously yep. Solomon had no way out of this. Yep. So if he had no way out of this. As like he had to get white people to help him out of it, right? Right. Exactly. If he can't get out of it, how is he going to get anybody else out? That's ridiculous. I like, know. He
0: worked. It is. It said at the end he worked to try and help people, but afterwards like, when exactly. he could, right? And he couldn't. And that was the whole. That was the whole point of the whole thing, which is there's a line very early on about this isn't about uh, survival. Is about keeping your head down, mm. and it. it and the, it's the, it's the kind of structures that are appropriate to any, um, anyone who's ever lived in an abusive relationship or the way you know men relate to women or white people relate to black people or people of color there's yeah you you just can't avoid seeing all the ways that the structures that you and on the everyday micro microaggressions we call them nowadays but just the everyday grind of living Mm. under a system of oppression where it is just about getting through the day yeah and that's kind of the most important thing and yeah, and, and we see this this guy get through it and he, like, he, he's made friends with the other slaves, of course he has, but there's nothing he can do for them. Yeah. And th- I was also, um, like, and of course Brad Pitt being a white person, Brad Pitt's character, the white person who actually, you know, gets him out of it in the end, he's not, I don't feel like he's a, like, some people might say he's a bit of a, it's the white saviour thing, but he's also, he's... Not really portrayed that way. He's portrayed as, like, he can do some tiny little thing and he yeah. does that tiny it's little thing. It's more like,
1: I mean, really, Solomon makes his own way out. Right. Exactly. Like, by doing that, he's making his own way out. Yeah. Um, it's not, he just, like... Yeah, agreed. Just because you might need help from someone, like, you need... Like, that's why we have allies and things, you know, is to yeah. do some small part to help rather than... But this is definitely a story of Solomon sort mm-hmm. of making his own survival and getting... Out himself, yeah. Um, he just needs to, you know, he he puts everything in place to do that, yeah. No, so I, I, agree. Yeah, I, I was trying
0: to, I was trying to preempt other criticisms of it as with any, if there's any kind of white savior criticism because I don't think that's at play here. No, yeah, yeah. that's all. Um, and also that's what happened. So yeah, exactly. Um,
1: but, yeah, um, the the performances are really good. Um, mm. Before we talk about anybody else, because she's not being talked about, I really want to talk about Sarah Paulson mm. because I like her. And yep. she was amazing. Like, she was so scary. Like, in in some ways scarier than, than Michael Fassbender because, A, you didn't know when she was going to snap, whereas, like, <sighs> she had this sort of simmering under the surface constant hatred and really sort of nasty – jealousy as well towards Patsy mm. and that sort of stuff yeah, um yeah. and she portrayed it all really well um Fassi's we kind of expect to be good you know and mm-hmm. um and we expect other people he's, as well who are in his is this. the
0: showier role Exactly. Michael Fassbender's is the showy role it's the he's uh, almost an up, out and out villain like he's he's not he's just he's a person who is horrible but he's it's almost easier for him whereas Sarah paulson has got a uh, characteristic kind of She's shrewish and but mm. you have to make her real and she is very real and you can see how she herself is – her own power is limited because she's, he's still her master but yeah. she's got power over the slaves so whatever little fiefdom she has, she just wants to hang on to that and use it for all kinds of um, – all her malicious ends to work out her own vendettas. Yeah, see the scariest moment in this
1: whole movie to me was the moment when she throws the the bottle at or the glass at at Patsy. Yeah. That was like out of nowhere and terrifying and that was all sort of her performance because it's all just this kind of simmering rage that she has mm. and it comes out in these little really nasty petty little ways that mm. to just tear people down. Um and yeah, I thought hers was a more thankless role. She's not going to get any notices for it, but I thought she was brilliant. Mm. Um yeah, so, I, I, yeah. I,
0: she was um talked about for um the, as a best supporting actress nominee, but she I don't think she got one. Um Lupita Nyong'o is up for one of those and yeah. of course deserved yeah. for her performance, but you're you're absolutely right. Sarah Paulson was See Fassi real just thankless. got in there because of the I
1: mean he was good, but no better than I've seen him in anything else and it was a very yeah, it was a really showy role. Yeah, and I didn't think he was any better than anyone else, really.
0: Yeah, i I thought he was, I thought he was good. I I thought he was good because I felt like he disappeared into it. I forgot that there's any other way to look at Fassie. That I was, I keep, we keep calling him Fassie anyway. It's fine. <laughs> That's just his name. Because, um, they're, they're called the Eps. The Epses. Yes. Is. Uh, oh, actually, I do. I have something to say about that in a minute. But I, I've sort of like I can't he really seemed to me to disappear into the role, which I thought was really good. Um and so I think he's he did an excellent job and oh. was very good. And I liked him better than the first slave owner is played by Benedict Cumberbatch and mm. he wasn't as good. No, he wasn't. Um he was fine but this is a really weird complaint and we always talk about accents, but he's got the wrong shaped mouth to pull the <laughs> accent off. Yeah, I know what you mean. Right. He um he's doing it. The sound is right and if you don't see his face you can it sounds right. But his face his mouth is really British. It's Used to forming British letters, and it this looks. Weird. I know I have that problem all the time. Yeah, it's I just a, think it's funny that. So he's not quite as good. I mean, he's always he's always an excellent actor, but it's also a very understated role, and Cumberbatch works best when you let him loose, mm-hmm. um, and he's just kind of he has no limits. Whereas he's trying to this one, he's very um. Uh, it's it's a very it's a bit repressed in in many ways. He's kind of trying to be a good guy, but he knows he's doing something wrong in this. Un- you know.
1: Yeah, it's funny because I actually um mm. I kind of forgot after the movie that they were that that part of the movie because it's completely so small. like I didn't even remember that Paul Dano was in it.
0: it. Well, Paul Dano is another truly evil character in it.
1: Yeah, I know, yeah. but I, I I literally forgot he was in it, and that's a rather important moment. You know mm. that 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 scene is quite important, and that's how he ends up. Um, how um Solomon ends up with Epps mm. is because he did this. Like, and there's all these you know mm. unfair repercussions and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah. and that that very 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 long take of him of Solomon hanging from the tree. Mm. Very very very, very very the long lynching. take. Yeah, that's yeah. hard going. He really likes his long takes, Steve McQueen, and. Mm. This is personal. Not anything against the movie, but like I, when there's long takes like that, I tend to tune out anyway because my brain is kind of overactive, mm. mm-hmm. and so I was just thinking about other stuff, like yeah, about general racism and things. Yeah, and but, that's what yeah. I did
0: too. And that's what I did in my spare time was spare time because it, it's very uh, Steve McQueen. The director is an artist, he's trained as an artist, mm. and he's actually a winner of the Turner Prize, which I think is the top art prize in Britain. For, um. 15 or so years ago back when he was still a visual artist. So he's very big on slow visuals and really using the um, screen as a canvas to kind of make things really effective. So that's sort of his his way of doing things, making you sit and stare and confront yourself with this. And I think if we're thinking about racism and structures of oppression, we're probably doing it right. We're probably watching watching yeah. the movie right. We're doing what he wants us to do, which is think about what all the stuff that is behind this and the, dis- the act the discomfort of it all and actually making you sit with it, which is is good in some ways, I think. Yeah. it's what it's supposed um, to do. Um, yeah, I so- don't have any problems with the long takes. No. Like
1: it's I, – I thought they were really – it was really well put together. Like it was well shot and it looked amazing and the editing was good. Mm. But, yeah, there's just not elevated in that way. Right. So like the – anyway. Often
0: I do have trouble with long takes, but this time I didn't. So yeah. I just remember what fun fact I wanted to throw in. It's not a fun fact, but apparently – um. When Fassbender was uh, doing research for the role, he found out that in that particular part of Louisiana, the phrase "don't be an eps is still in use, and what it means is you know, like "don't be a dick." He's <laughs> he's still synonymous with really horrible people. Yeah, in that part, in that particular part of the well, South. at
1: least there's a um, there's some kind of repercussion. Yeah, comeuppance for being a jerk. Mm. Like historical comeuppance has yeah. has been
0: paid to him, and he's, right, and and. Uh, Northrop was uh, pretty brave, really. In- when he published this, w- after he was freed, he used everybody's real name. That that mm. guy's name really was Epps, and the other guy was really Ford, and the overseer who was awful to him, that was his real name too. These yeah. were real people, and they were really still alive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he seemed like a brave sort of
1: person in the movie. And and the thing is that you could – like, it was probably through more for his performance than anything else, but you could sense that he was a – an active, brave man who was being forced not to be active and brave, yep. and he
0: didn't like that. And that was that's the and whole I thought, thing about the way when you are oppressed, you just about it just it crushes you to the point where you just survive, and yeah. that humanity comes out of you. Yep. Um,
1: it would have been interesting to me to see a few more. Like, there is a really great scene that he has early on in the movie with a woman who keeps crying because she lost her children. Yep. Um, where they actually discuss their situation and how they're dealing with it and how they're not dealing with it. And I thought that was a really interesting, good scene. Mm. Um, And then there's none of that for the rest of the, like, not from his point of view anyway. So we have to sort of glean everything from that point on from his face.
0: You're right, because all the sort of lessons of the movie are all learned in that bit where he's being transported about Mm. surviving, about the woman who's being separated from her children and all that. That really does all happen in that very first little bit yeah and the rest of the time we really just see him some we see some of them pl- the lessons play out but you don't you don't necessarily seem learning anything new, yeah which i can though. understand
1: from an artist like a visual artist point of view you yep. know trying to show it all yep. <laughs> movies need a little bit of tell though yeah like you know just but uh, yeah it, it, he of performance was amazing i mean he really sort of made you come into that world and and sit with Solomon and see all the things he's going through, which was really good. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also a scene, I mean, the scene where Patsy asks him to kill her was amazing. Like amazing. And so upsetting. But the thing is, um, there's this kind of like idea and this isn't actually criticism of the movie. There's this kind of idea that, like, the male story is the universal story. Oh, yeah. But I think this kind of undercuts it in the sense that, like, when later on we see Patsy being really badly beaten, and then he Solomon has to do it, mm-hmm. right? And for him, this is the worst thing that's happened. Yep. You can see that. And, like, the movie sort of builds it up as the worst thing that happened. But then there's this look that Patsy gives him that's like, you know, this is not the worst thing that's happened to her. This is, like just ongoing all the time this was happening before she asked him to kill her and this was like her reproach at him for not doing it Mm. and i thought that was really like because i don't know if that was my reading of it whether that was intentional but that was kind of like this moment you know because it it's told through his eyes and it's very much a man's story in a sense but then patsy kind of is like you're not paying attention
0: right and yes because it, that is the worst thing that happens to him but the worst thing that happens to her is she gets beaten that badly is whipped that badly no, but and it, it happened it's not the first time yeah it's not the first time and it's also and she's also she's raped, been, yeah exactly which is not part of his story either and he gets all, he gets actually quite a few privileges if you can call them that because he can read and write and play the violin um so he gets yeah, a few he kind gets of gets them
1: from four First,
0: mostly from he Ford. never gets that from
1: Epps, right? So he gets it from Ford. Not f- Epps treats him really badly, and then Epps he gets him terribly, given away to.
0: But he's still allowed certain things. Like he's still allowed to. He still plays his. He still keeps his violin and plays that. And he. I don't know if anybody. Yeah. Epps might not know that. No, he has him inside to. Dan- oh, that's right. There they, there's a, like a dance monkey dance scene where, um, yeah, that's more
1: of a humiliation for him, right? Though. That's a humiliation for everybody because he's being forced to play the yeah. violin. Like, I don't know if he gets to play it mm. for his own pleasure. He's forced to do that for, yeah. Like, and that—that's another thing that was really interesting in the movie is all the other ways that slave uh, that oppression works with humiliation and oh, and God. degradation and stuff was mm. is like f- for me that was kind of really as affecting as the um. The beatings and stuff that like that. That was
0: incredibly affecting. There's a bit where, like, where it's in the slave market, and they're yeah. all, all, they're all naked. They had to be naked to be bought. And I was thinking, oh, these poor actors, this must have been awful. And I was like, no, that's what happened. This was humiliating and I was sort of seeing it on a meta level as in I would that would be really humiliating to have to stand there. I'm like, well, that's exactly what it was. It was hu- humiliating and dehumanizing to have to stand there naked as people appraised you as yeah. to whether you'd be good at working the fields or working the house. And It was horrible but incredibly effective because it made me feel so uncomfortable.
1: There's a wonderful um, quote from Lupita Younger actually. Where she was talking about how her she would cry at the end of the day, and she, and she would be like her discomfort and her, um, and and the problems that were happening to her, she could they were going to end for her, mm. but they weren't going to end for Patsy, and so she felt she had a duty to keep going to, mm. like to do honor to Patsy and that sort of yeah, thing, which was I, really
0: really great. Should, I, just, I think that is a great quote, and um, I th- we'll have it on the Tumblr at some point this week. Yeah. there's also an interview I've got uh, lined up for the show notes for the podcast where she talks. In 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 a similar vein about having to be naked for the scene where she was whipped, yeah. And again, she was sort of like had the same reaction that I just had to seeing the earlier scene. She was like, "Well, I it's embarrassing for me to be naked in front of all the other actors, and that's a slight amount of discomfort, but that's the point." Patsy was horribly humiliated and stripped of her clothes, and she fe- and that's how she felt, and that that's why I had to do that performance in that way, and mm. yeah, mm. yeah. Um, and she's
1: just like she doesn't get a lot. A lot of lines mm-hmm. in the movie. She doesn't really talk that much, but every single moment with her is just amazing. Mm. She's definitely incredibly talented.
0: Yeah. And uh I thought it was a good choice by McQueen to shoot the scene of uh Epps raping her from like the neck up. It's mm. basically just that he's on top of her and you don't, there's no, you can't see any violence, but you can see it in her face and you can see she just has this. He strangles her though. Yes, sorry, he does. But you, the whole thing basically plays out on her face, and the whole relationship plays out on her face. You can always see how horrified and disgusted she is that he's paying attention to her, mm. and at the same time, you see his wife taking all of her anger at this, um, at this affair that he's having with with this. Fair is not the right word. The the the, he's really just using. Yeah, the, the the fact that he's got this he this slave that he's obsessed with and he wants to rape and all this kind of stuff. His wife takes it out on her, but we can see the whole time she's horrified and disgusted mm. and wants nothing to do with this man and doesn't want him near her. And it's just like the wife and the, and Epps aren't even looking at her face. They're not. They can't even see that she's not doesn't want to be here. But we can. We well, see they it that. They don't care. They don't care. We we see it just play out on her face. Yeah. Which is
1: how, like, that's why. I mean, she really deserves all the accolades and stuff that she's getting. Right. And she's kind of the sort of emotional. She's not the emotional core of the movie because that's more Solomon. But she's the emotional, I guess, um, depth that the movie can go to, Mm. in a sense. Like, most of the most emotional moments happen with her. Um, It kind of feels like, I think part of the reason that you don't remember the earlier stuff in the movie is because it kind of feels like it doesn't really start until she shows up. Yeah, In a lot of ways. Like that's Mm. the core relationship there. And that's what really sort of shows, teaches Solomon as well about she, she's the the reality of people who've always been slaves and that sort of thing.
0: That's where I was just going. Yeah. She's the full reality of the slave experience complete with rape. And it's not, uh, I doesn't actually have Or the female of, slave experience, well, at least. Yeah, but that's the worst of the two because there was there's rape and forced childbirth involved. Mm. Um, and so she, yeah, and she's always been there, and she will always be there. And that's what I was talking about. Solomon's privilege is that he, f- firstly, he can read and write, so he's got a bit of an advantage over the others. But he also no- has this knowledge that he is a free man. He's a bit like Sirius Black in Azkaban. The thing that keeps him sane is that he knows he didn't do it. Yeah, he knows. That there is a ticket out of there if only he can work out
1: how to make it happen. And he doesn't have any of that internalized, you know, uh, internalized racism and that sort of right. thing, where they really don't, where you really end up not believing that you're worthwhile and that sort of thing. Because he was born free, that because he, yeah. yeah, exactly. He was born free and he doesn't, and he has had his family and mm. a job and money and a life that is. And it's so interesting to see. I would actually really like to see a movie that's about the difference between the north and the south in that time, because mm. it was so different. Yep. It was practically two different, like, worlds. Two different countries. Um, two yep. different countries. And it, that was interesting to me because I, like, intellectually knew
0: that but didn't – had never put it together right. in a sense. And there was still a whole lot of institutionalized racism in the North. Like, yes. Solomon Northrop couldn't vote. He couldn't testify in court. So he tra- at the end yeah. of the movie it says he tries to take his kidnappers to, to court and he can't – he's not allowed to testify because he's black. So there is a whole lot of racism – but, yes, his life was much, much better in the north. Yes. Yeah. And there's also, I mean, the, the, the level
1: of, the way people talked is completely different. Like, the, their, their language is, it's like mm. two different languages. You know what I mean? Like, two different countries or something like that. Yeah. It was just so interesting to me because I didn't really, like, because, you know, we're Australian and, believe it or not, America, we don't know everything about um, your history, American history. Mm. Um, so, it was really interesting to me. That was just a personal sort of observation right, that yeah. kind so of hit me.
0: I'd probably done a bit more American history, so I was probably a little more familiar with that,
1: yeah, that kind it was, of stuff. Yeah, yeah like, like I said intellectually, but then I feel like mm. that a lot of it – with a lot of it – the thing about this movie is that there's nothing in it that, that I didn't already kind of know Yep. in a sense. like And, and to be honest, if, if it was my choice – Like, if I was just – I mean, it was a choice to go see it. But, you know, if we weren't deciding to review movies for Oscars and all that sort of thing, I might not have gone to see it because I don't like to – I don't like all that kind of violence. I like – I don't mind violence on the screen, but not realistic violence like this. You know what
0: I mean? Like It's really – it's hard going because it's really honest violence and it's so kind of – and it's not like a big set piece of violence. It's like – an ordinary day suddenly yeah. turns into this horrific event,
1: and I understand that this happened. Like I, I've yep. always understood that this happened, but you know, it—it's just kind of, it—it um, it, because I think it's just—it gets so upsetting for me that I do that thing where I just switch off, mm-hmm. you know. And that—that that happened to me like five times in this movie. I had to keep trying to remind myself to watch it because yeah. I was just half the time like just going. No, I'm done. I'm switched off. I don't care anymore. And then I was like, No, you have to because it
0: was real. And mm. well, I didn't get so emotionally upset, but I, I, it made me keep watching. I think I spent a lot of the movie in my own head. Yeah, like, I did thinking too. about how bad this stuff is and knowing that it was really bad. But it didn't like viscerally make me cry or no. feel real serious anger. I got a bit of righteous anger worked up, but mostly I was thinking about it in my head and about how it all it made everything. Uh, it made a lot of what I had read and stuff about. About the way oppressions work and systems of oppression work, it made a lot of that stuff kind of clear. But I did spend a lot of it in my head, not like in my heart. Hmm. Yeah, which is,
1: I think, part of the the story thing and the the thing I was talking about right. before, where you just don't like yeah. it's hard to connect to. Which, yeah, I had the same thing where I was like, I was like upset in the sense that I was like sickened and and that sort of thing, but mm. it didn't make me feel bad for the ca- people. I no. guess I don't know it was hard to, it's hard to explain exactly how this movie made me feel. Yeah, which is why it was so hard for me to write a review and it's why it's so hard for me to for, to talk about the movie right. now. Like I just can't put into words the sense that I got from this movie which is that it's so like important to have a document or not a document but you know a, a representation of all these things that have happened. Yep. Um and it's really good to have that from the point of view of black people and and all of that sort of thing, but it just doesn't. It didn't work for me as a movie in a lot of ways, right?
0: Mm. Yes, we thought we couldn't talk about for half an hour about this, but we have. We've smashed. it. We've
1: talked it. about some
0: other things as yeah, well, that's though. Because I, this I is what do I wanted feel to talk, talk about, about. This movie. Yeah,
1: sorry, you d- I do feel kind of uncomfortable talking about it. Like it's yep. it's been creeping up my spine all week mm. knowing that I was going to have to do it because I know that some of the things that I have to say might be contentious and might be from the point of view of somebody who hasn't had to experience racism. And so I'm sort of really, really conscious of that Yeah, whenever I try and whenever, when I was writing about it and actually um, even on my live journal, there's a um, a black friend of mine on live journal who commented on it, but I put in that, that I was coming from a, a privileged mm. background that's and stuff. probably really so,
0: important that we talk about that actually, that we're coming from it from a very privileged white background, yeah, and that which is why we tried I... to do our best. We really have tried our best to be sensitive, but we understand that we don't know everything about this or and or even a lot about this, and if you do have feedback and you think we've been insensitive or we've done something that we've missed some nuance, we would really like to hear about it, and we would like to learn about it because we don't know. And we really do appreciate more perspective on this.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, I feel like because of what we're doing here, mm. which is to review movies, I feel like I can't just say, wow, what a great movie when I didn't feel that. Fair enough. But at the same time, I'm trying really hard not to, you know, yep. do um, be insensitive, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I agree. If you have any issues with what we've said, please talk to us. We're happy to engage and learn. Mm.
0: Yeah. So... uh. Do you have a mark out of five?
1: Um, Contrary to what I may have sounded like, I gave it four out of five.
0: See, I loved it and I gave it four out of five. I thought about four and a half, but I probably didn't love it enough to give it four and a half. So anyway, yeah, so four out of five from both of us for 12 Years a Slave. Thank you very much for listening to The Silver Screen Queens. If you want to read any of the show notes for this episode or any of our other episodes, you can do that on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to read Katie's review of... 12 Years a Slave, and of all the other films that she watches, you can do that on her blog, silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. Uh, to get in touch with us, you can do that by liking our Facebook page. You can follow us on Twitter at screen underscore queens, or you can come visit us at tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com. Um, can oh, I just yes, say one you thing? can.
1: Um, if you guys have any recommendations for movies to watch, um, for both of us or just for me, because I'm trying to get to 100 and um, I review all the movies that I watch on Silver- on my Silver Screen Queen blog, um, if you have any recommendations, please let us know and we'll be happy to review them, especially any films that deal with racism and that sort of thing, because I'm really interested in that sort of thing right now. Yes, thank you. Bye. Bye.